Thank you for listening to another installment of The Frequency, our Delta Green actual play operation. This is a horror show, and its content may contain things that some viewers may find disturbing, including extreme violence and psychological torments. Be sure to have listened to the other parts of this series to make sense of the events within. But please, enjoy, while you're still sane enough to do so. It is twilight in Montana on a humid August night. Coyotes howl in the distance and bugs buzz around you. Hunker down beneath the cover of a dumpster on the back of Hollard's Wood, a local hardware store a few blocks from the diner. Crutch's special operator, Daniel Dergan. Daniel, you have made it a few blocks since we last saw you, but you're not out of town yet. In fact, things seem to have changed in Big Timber. And I'm not talking just about the cars screeching around this dark alley, or the orange flicker of a smoldering vehicle that paints the night sky, or even the shouts and chaos that overwhelm the peaceful silence that usually encompasses this small town. I'm talking about the systematic PA system belting from an SUV that gets louder and quieter and louder and quieter as it makes its rounds. This is the federal government. Please remain in your homes. Big Timber is on lockdown until dawn. We cannot guarantee your safety if you leave your homes. Dan, do you have any military land score? Oh, Jesus. I should have pulled on my score sheet, shouldn't I? Maybe. Advise my help. Maybe. I roll a d100. I have no idea if I succeed. What is your score? He's a 60. That is phenomenal. I think you almost uniquely are able to tell, especially from where judging the distance that this PA system is and where it lingers and where it gets louder I think you you uniquely can tell that this is being served not only as a vehicle letting the town doing an announcement to the town but a courier vehicle in fact maybe once a few blocks away you saw it stop and one of these well-armed agents jump out of the passenger side and hand a folded up paper to another set of agents they proceed to one at a time unravel this note and we'll say you saw this once before in its last passing read it over fold it up and take a lighter to it and it catches flame just as quickly as any other piece of paper would right now you're sitting in kind of a comfortable spot surrounded by danger the helicopter took off pretty quickly after that car blew up the spotlight has been scanning alleys you're tucked behind a dumpster with a fire escape above you you feel confident in where you are but you know moving is a risk 
you're maybe a mile from the edge of town. What do you do? How hot is it in the uh, in the vague direction that I heard Randy's little shootout earlier? How hot is it? Oh, uh, you mean like activity? I, yeah. What's your alertness? 80. Yeah. It's hot. Shit. Though, one thing I will say is there's an absence of shouts. There's an absence of gunfire. But you can, you can sort of tell by hearing and by probably keeping a head count of SUVs in your mind. There's about three cruisers over there with anywhere from six to 12 agents. Well, shit. Randy, hope you made it out, bro. Kind of looks like they're looking for you. I'm gonna go ahead and uh, wait, wait for a good clearing and make a move toward the edge of town. I'm gonna okay. regroup with the rest of my party. And what is your stealth score? Seventy. That's excellent, but I am gonna make you roll it because it, they are actively searching for whoever committed this bombing. I got no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Smart. Twenty-six. Excellent. The spotlight of the chopper scans the alleyway you're in off by maybe a foot you can't help but to think that if a better man a better special operator maybe yourself was in that chopper you would have been spotted or if my penis was one inch bigger if your <laughs> if your erect penis was one inch bigger <laughs> they would have been like that's a penis in the alley I see him <laughs> Positive penile identification. <laughs> Special operator Dan Durgan. Identity confirmed. We got a code 69. <laughs> we got to get weapon 420 out here. Timing perfectly. Behind that spotlight as the chopper pulls around and goes towards the other edge of the town. You dart out quickly. See a few agents, streetlights over, looking at the flicker of ominous orange reflecting underneath the, the creeping clouds of what looks to be maybe an overcast big timber. The moon is shrinking, but you use the moonlight to dart to the back again by the dumpsters and recycling and overflowing with waste of the hungry coyote and through its gravel parking lot, dipping between semi-trucks parked overnight and empty lot space. You get to the edge. Uninterrupted. I'm just gonna look back at all these all these agents staring in awe at their van blowing up. Yeah, soak it in, boys. Do not fuck with the sleeping soldier. Let me clarify something with you, actually. Where are you going? 
I'm headed back to regroup with the rest of my party. With the good doctor. Agent Oakley. You're proceeding carefully, cautiously, through the Montana brush. You feel good. You feel confident at, at the foliage that is obscuring you from the town itself and any passing streets, which are few and far between. And eventually, you see Dr. Greenwood's cabin in sight. A ways away, but in sight. And with that high alertness, you see muzzle flash, followed a split second later by bang, muzzle flash, bang, muzzle flash, bang. And then you see something that I think you'd have a hard time describing to somebody else. Oh, shit. A beam. A burst of concentrated light. Devoid of color, yet overwhelmingly full of it at the same time. Pinks and purples and silvers that wash away into one flash. Illuminating the night sky. Give me a sanity check. Holy shit, what the fuck was that? Jesus, what the fuck kind of... Oof. Yeah, that's a 94 over... 94 Ooh. over 63. Oof. You take one point of sanity damage. And I think at this moment, Dan, you realize how dire the situation is with your friends. What are you doing? I'm going to move in quickly. Okay. Do you have an athletics check? Or a score, rather? Is that a thing in this game? It is. Yes. It's a 60. Great. I don't need you to roll that. You're going. You've had training in brush and jungle and overgrowth. You ain't getting tripped up that easily. And you're heading as fast as you can toward Dr. Greenwood's home. And here, at Dr. Greenwood's cabin, Ronnie, you have just killed this thing. Not sure what it is, but one thing you're sure of, you aren't hearing gunshots anymore. And you look up and you see Dr. Greenwood with his rifle standing in his front doorway. I think that having noticed the blast in the house while she was fighting, she couldn't really go to it yet, but she was very concerned about her friend, um, imagining that they were all dead in there. And so when she turns and sees him there, I think that she just, the adrenaline pumping through her, lets out like a loud whoop. Um, as she makes eye contact with Freddy. Yeah, I'll, I'll see your eye contact and be like, they're a bit owly, aren't they? <laughs> and then I'll just fall forward, collapsed. <laughs> Thud. A heavy fall on the hardwood. Seeing that Ronnie is going to be like, Freddy, f 
fuck and start running over there. Agent Oakley, you find yourself a few feet away on the inside, perhaps looking up at this perfectly circle hole that has completely eradicated part of Dr. Greenwood's roof. Close by, next to the door to the bathroom, is an unconscious Frank McNeil lying on his back. And several bodies of something you've never seen before lying on the ground. What do you do? I think that Maya is probably just so shaken and visibly shaking and is probably just completely in shock. Like, and she's probably moving slowly toward Freddy where he is, um, but still just kind of gate, like looking at the hole that's there and just really trying to come to grasp with the reality that this is now. Ronnie, you get over to Dr. Greenwood. I assume you check for a pulse immediately. Yeah. You find one. Steady. I start just checking to see what's, like, what happened, if I could tell why he passed out. Got a first aid or a medicine? Yes, I have 70 in first aid. Whatever reason he passed out, likely some emotional, mental breakdown, or something internal that you can't see. Do I get the sense that he's still possibly in danger, or just his body is overworked? I mean, you tell me. There's nothing medically you can do for him without knowing more, having more equipment. But You like, think if you have to move him, you could. You don't know if you should. So with, like, my, like, firefighter experience with first aid, I wouldn't know if he needs to get to a doctor. His condition doesn't seem to be life-threatening at this point. Anytime you pass out, you should probably go to the doctor. But... Really? (laughs) This doesn't seem to be entirely a medical emergency. Okay. I will do my best to make him comfortable. You put on Fellowship of the Ring. <laughs> yeah! Flip his Totoro slippers on. Put a cigar oh. in his mouth. Put a, the milk gar inside his mouth. Inside his mouth. Way Just chew, inside. just chew. Swallow. So <laughs> Daniel. Yes, sir. You reach the edge of this property. You see a body. It's dark. Can't tell whose it is at this point. Oh, fuck. Who is that? Who is that? God damn it. I'm going to approach we, cautiously. Would we or have heard it? him running up? No. Probably. What's your alertness? Running full speed? <laughs> Just running through oh. the... My alertness 50. I don't think you do at this point, especially with Dr. Greenwood collapsing. Okay. Especially since I assume 
Dan's trending once he gets close enough to the edge and sight lines, he probably goes stealth mode. Okay. I was kind of thinking, yeah. I'm not, not necessarily going to run into any obvious lines of fire. Right. Especially since it seems so quieted down now. Right, no gunshots. So you creep forward and see a clearly dead body mangled as it's fallen in some contorted pose but it's short and it's gray and it's legs are that of a dog's and it's got this elongated head no mouth no nose no eyes but a sunken in eye socket that holds nothing like it was Somebody making a man out of clay who's never seen man before. Roll a sanity check. I think Butch might also be there just kind of still, like, biting at it and shaking it. Yeah, I definitely think so. Actually, Butch probably is on your heels. You think so? Yeah. Ooh. That's a one. You're good. So I'm gonna say, holy fucking shit, that thing is really dead. <laughs> what did they do to this guy? Oh, that looks so fucking. That dead. poor man. Was <laughs> beyond roadkill, man. What do you do, Dan? You see this dead figure. Uh, real quick, Ronnie, how did you kill this thing? I think I punched its head off. <laughs> <laughs> right. A true pro wrestler. As you're looking over this creature and its head a few feet away that's been severed by blunt force, you look up and a couple hundred feet, maybe a hundred feet or so actually, you see Ronnie attending to an unconscious or maybe dead Dr. Greenwood. Well, seeing that the sick and or wounded are being tended. I'm going to assume that at least the immediate heat is over. I'm going to be like, Ronnie, what the fuck's going on with Angus Young over here? I think Ronnie's still like pumping adrenaline and she's going to just grab for Freddy's gun and turn and point and like her hand shaking before she realizes who it is. <laughs> oh, and she's hey, like, hey, human, human. I don't know what that thing is, but I'm me. Heal me. I'm a heal me. I'm a filthy pink human. I think it does take her a second to like fully register who he is. And like she starts breathing really heavy, trying to like bring her nerves down and stuff before she responds. And she's like, Dan, fuck. I'm going to glance over my shoulder at Maya and just kind of make eye contact with her as he's coming up. At this very moment, as if some embargo on communications had been lifted, every single one of you begins to feel your pager buzzing. Dr. Greenwood will pass you because you're passed out. Damn. Ronnie, 
You've got messages from your sister, from your mother, and from the fire station. Messages from your mother. Where are you? What's going on? From your sister, call me. From the fire department, car fire, potential bombing, with the address for the medical center. Dan, you got messages from a number you recognize to be the motel. Where are you? I'm scared. Please come back. We need you. Special Agent Oakley, you've got messages too. From the lead on your analytics team, where are you? Call me. Call me. From your husband, where are you? Call me. Where are you? Please call me. Your lives are bubbling. In the wake of this horrible, horrible night. What are you guys doing? I'm looking at my pager and say, yeah. Yeah, I bet you do need me now. Where's your milkman friend? Ooh. That was that was how uh, Dan deflected sanity, I think. Yep. <laughs> Only suspicious. I think Ronnie kind of looks at it and is like, shit, but like, she's got her friend down in front of her, and that's going to have to wait a moment. And she kind of looks at the other two and is like, any of you know anything medical? I know very little basic first aid. I know we got a doc here into oh oh oh. <laughs> With the pager going off, Maya probably picked it up, um, off her like her belt, and just looks at it like hopelessly. Like, where do you even start with like, this kind of thing? Damn. Uh, actually, Ronnie, what's your awareness as well? Fifty. Dan and Ronnie. And especially through Ronnie, I think adrenaline is flowing. And both of you see out the corner of your eye headlights that have very clearly turned down the path that leads to Dr. Greenwood's home. Uh, Ronnie's going to turn to Dan and be like, shit, you got to get Frank out of here. Frank's small enough for me to do a fireman's carry on him. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm going to hook Frank over my shoulder and head through the house out the back as fast as I can. Well, let's slow down here a minute. Ooh, where are you going, buddy? Let's take a look at Frank. Because Frank does not look the same as the last time you saw him. Yeah, actually, I haven't seen Frank at all. Yet. What? You were here. Yeah, you saw him before. Yeah, before you left, no, you I, saw him. I mean, I mean, since, since I got back yeah, here. Yeah. I don't think I even know that he's here. 
None of us have looked that closely at him since he exploded, but... The skin that once composed his face has withered away almost completely. Islands and patches of human flesh cling desperately onto this now starch white skull. It's disturbing, to say the least. But you have to adjust him. You have to get him ready for this fireman's carry. And the moment you move him just an inch, his head falls to the side and you can see through his temple. And you realize something terrible. The gem that was embedded in his skull is much, much larger than you thought. Close to a foot in length, this crystal pierces at an angle into Frank's skull, penetrating into his brainstem and leaking into his central nervous system, causing it to pulse a blue light and you can see it throughout his veins. You roll him over and he looks at you, conscious. I see. I see it now. Uh, I, I can see pretty good in here too. You're lighting everything up. What, what do you see, bud? There is so much more we can see, but how could we? For what we see is not what we see for it is, but it isn't. And what we see is what we need it to be. Can't you see? Don't you understand? It's all the same now. I'm, I'm coming home, mother. Will you be waiting for me? His eyes are glossy and milky for what remains of them. You are terribly disturbed by this animated skeletal figure. Give me a sanity check, buddy. Oof. 83 over 62. How close are you? Do I breaking point? Yep. Uh, 10 points. Okay, not bad. I rolled low. Two points to Sandy. Alright. Now, are you continuing with doing what you are doing? Uh, it sounds like... He's not, like, obviously dying this second, right? It is impossible to tell. Okay. Physically, he should be dead. But he's speaking full sentences to you. Of course. Sounds like he's speaking as himself. So, uh, yeah, fuck it. I'll be like, you know, bud, I I'm happy to listen to all this in just a couple minutes, but we got bogeys in, Kevin. We gotta go. I'll throw okay. him over my shoulder. And throw him over your shoulder. Boom. Out the back. Into the brush you run. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, the second I see Dan move up the stairs... I'm going to try to buy him time and start walking out into the driveway to meet whoever's coming. Okay. Maya, what are you doing? I don't know. Okay. I think that um, Ronnie's going out the front to greet whoever's coming. Right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that maybe I'd go with because I'm just probably at loss of what to even do and can't see it 
us getting to any more trouble. So at least if we can take some power we've, uh, into our own hands by like walking out there. You guys want to walk out to face these federal agents, huh? Okay. I don't know what else I'm going to do. Can't okay. hide anything at this point besides Frank. <laughs> okay. Got a blown up house and bodies that I don't got time to move. This SUV creeps down the gravel. Headlights I might try it. to potentially get like as far down the driveway so they don't get really close to the house before they get there. But Okay. Unlikely they won't notice the exploded house though. How are you uh, approaching? Hands up? Hands in the air? Yeah. SUV. Are you right next to her, Maya? Maybe just a couple paces back, but pretty much, yeah. Hands in the air. SUV rolls up. Dr. Greenwood. You slowly open your eyes. Badass. Glaring headache. Vision's fuzzy. You look down your driveway, you see the back of Ronnie, hands up in the air. Behind her, a couple paces, Agent Maya Oakley, same thing. Car, the head, high beams shining bright on you, rolls to a stop. Four men, get out. Two of them have pistols drawn, aimed at you. One of them has a rifle. The other one is lighting a cloth that is tucked into some sort of bottle. Immediately. Get down on the ground! Get down on the ground! Agent Maya, what's your hue mint? 70. Give me a roll. 32. Nice. These are men out to kill. Uh, I'm guessing us, right? <laughs> It's gonna happen. So I'm gonna get some dexterity scores from you guys. Dan, you're out of here, so I'm gonna assume. Well, actually, Dan, I'm gonna get yours. But you're quite a ways away. Who's got 13 to 15? I got 13. Who's got 9 to I have 10. 12? I got a I 12. Got 10. Okay. Maya, since you succeeded mm -hmm. in your human role, you and Ronnie will get to act in a surprise round. Okay. Uh, would I have put down... I think I might still be holding the gun. I'm going to assume you're not since you... No, because I put my hands up, so I probably yeah. put it down when I started going out there. You're right. Um, I mean, you said they're out to kill, and so they, they have intentions to killing us right now. That's the feeling? or You get the feeling. And you're seeing one of them lighting a Maltov cocktail who's like eyeing the house. I don't know what to do. I guess draw my weapon. You're gonna draw your weapon? Uh, can I also speak? What do you say? Um, I guess I gesture at the uh, Maltov cocktail and just be like, we're not here to get in your way. Let us go. What's your persuade skill? Uh, hopefully good. Probably not, though. Persuade. 
20. Unfortunately, with the persuade so low, uh, I was going to give you a minus 20, so I don't think... Can I roll? You can you can roll, but it, it's a 1% chance. Whatever. No, 76, so... Ronnie, you have an action. What do you want to do? So, these guys got out of their vehicle? We're in the process of getting out. And one of them's holding a Molotov cocktail. Yep. It's lit? He's going to light it. And the other one has a gun on us? Two of them with pistols that are drawn. Oh, one of them with a okay. automatic rifle. Wait, are there four of them? How many are there? Four of them. Four of them. Um... I think that she's just kind of like still hands in the air saying are they pointing the gun at me like does it look like they're about to shoot me they're I assume with what Maya said yeah I mean this is all happening really fast but you get the sense that this is not a prisoner taking situation how far down the driveway am I am I near like a truck my truck or something no you said you wanted to go as far as yeah, possible how far could I have gotten with that. Like, so I don't probably, think I could run because that would have been threatening. So it was like a So you're quick probably walk. about... You could probably run to your truck. On your so truck. I'm within running distance of my truck. Yeah. I think I'll start moving towards cover saying, hey, 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 what's the plan here? <laughs> and see what they okay. do. Dr. Greenwood. Your vision's slowly coming back to you. You see these men exiting a vehicle, armed. Ronnie and Maya between you two. What are you doing? Well, groggily getting off the couch. Uh, these armed men with the intent to kill. Well, I don't know that. All I know is that there are armed men after a big old, big old fight with a unknowable enemy. Um, I'm going to stumble to the door and I'm going to, I'm going to shout Frank's getting away that way! He's going to town! Well, let me slow you down there. Oh, You're on the ground. Oh, I thought I was on the couch. I think Pass you're still in the, the door frame? in the door frame. I was just oh, making you comfortable me there. Oh, okay. Well, I was worried about moving you too far. Okay. So, pretty much in Delta Green, it's like one thing. So, getting up will be your turn. You can you can probably say something quickly. Okay. If that's the case, then my rifle's still next to me. Yep. Okay. So I'm I'm going to have my rifle. I'm going to reestablish my grip on my rifle. I'm not going to aim it or anything, but I am going to look up and I'm going to shout. Uh, Frank's getting away. He's heading to town. He cut through the woods. Great. I'm going to try and I don't know. Make these people think that we are still agreeing to work with their boss, because that's essentially what we told her. It's the first What's thing that comes to my gro gro groggy mind. My persuade? Yeah. Uh, 60. 
go ahead and roll it take a minus 20 percent i'm gonna say if you do succeed on this it might be a bit of a limited success it's not a success. It's a 96. That is not a success. Dan. What are you doing? Depends. Did I... Did I hear the good doctor yell? Heard the good doctor yell. Well, fuck. I'm gonna toss Frank in a bush. <laughs> you toss Get him. in there. And he goes, wait, wait. I see them, and they see me. They're coming to take me home. I have to go home now. Can we do it in like, like, like two minutes? They do not wait or see time like we do. Maya, it is your turn, and at this point, guns are out, agents are out of the car. They're about to act. What are you doing? Uh, I don't want to be the first person to like pull a trigger. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'm stuck. You can always wait too. You can always wait for something to happen. Um, I'm yeah. Can I just aim? And yeah, you can take the aim. For... Action. You're gonna aim at one of them. Yeah, sure. Okay. Which one? Yeah, which one? Got two with the pistol, one coming out the back with the machine gun, and one coming out the back with the Molotov. The one with the machine gun, I guess. Ronnie, what are we doing? Am I behind cover? You're close to cover. You can spend your turn getting behind cover. I have no way to fight guns, so I'm going to keep going towards the cover. Okay, so you're you duck behind your truck at this point. And I'm just gonna shout, we're all on the same side here. It's the agent's turn. One of them gets on a walkie. Got his pistol down through the window that's rolled down, he says. We got eyes on the Greenwood Estate and it looks like we've got a couple of our interested parties still here. Possibly Frank McNeil. You hear on the other end, <laughs> Eliminate all traces. Do we all hear this? You all hear this. Well, well, do me. Ronnie anything. and Maya hear this. Agent in the back. Maltov lets loose. Psh, breaks on the deck. Catches some of the brush on fire, but does not catch the house on fire. Well, that's very fire unsafe of him. <laughs> it's true. Other guy with the pistol. Sees Agent Oakley aiming takes your shot which after anyone's turn agent oakley can still oh no you aimed you didn't wait never mind yep bam agent oakley a bullet whizzes by you adrenaline spikes <sighs> guy with the machine gun sees ronnie dart towards cover lays down a burst of fire i forgot how to do that uh, like suppression. Uh, bruh. <laughs> That's how he you do it. He's not doing. <laughs> he is doing a three-round burst. Oh yeah. By the way, Maya actually made so the again. Does it have suppression on it? It does not. No. Maya uh, actually <laughs> did what? Wait, no. wait. <laughs> the weird sound I made. <laughs> 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
guess that's for an assault rifle there. Yeah, roll a d20. Yeah. You have to get over a 21 to hit. Ooh, I got it. You got it. Okay. Now, so right, you're behind makeshift. Does, does he have lethality on his? Yes. The lethality roll automatically fails if I'm behind cover. Okay, but the damage. But I could still take damage. Okay. But I subtract the cover's armor rating from that damage. Which the armor rating is five. Okay, he hits. Oh, shit. Three rounds. Boom, boom, boom. Go into your truck. I'm already hurting. Ooh. Oh, are you already hurting? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're going to... Minus five from this. I rolled pretty okay. fucking good. You're... Oh, wait, you no. Take... Minus five from the... I thought you were saying I take my swipe. From okay. the cover. So with the minus five, you take four damage. As one yes. of these rounds rip through part of your vehicle and just tear your shoulder. Ugh. And blood like... Oh, oh, this is getting... Yeah, this is going to be bad. <laughs> this is getting bad. Uh, how? What's your total health? Total or current? <laughs> total. 16. Okay, okay, that's good. So I think you're okay from going into any shock or anything. Wait, um, is this a sanity roll or anything from certain amount of damage? I don't know. We'll figure that out later. One thing I do want you to mark is your truck has taken... I assume five damage, because maximum of it's armor piercing. Okay, we got an agent hit. Things are heating up. Dr. Greenwood, it is no longer ambiguous what is happening. Perfect. I'm pissed. I'm shooting that machine gun guy with my rifle. Okay. Give me a firearm, so you have a minus 20. That's a nine. Big ol' niner there over 60, which would be nine over 40. Bam. Okay, yep. you hit. So I'm I'm lying there prone. I shout my thing. Two shots go off. I see Ronnie get hit. I'm like, oh, and you don't come to Big Stick and you don't shoot my friend. And it just whips up. You hear the of the lever action. The empty casing falls onto the deck and just. <laughs> okay, roll me a damage. So you have uh, a carbine. One d twelve. Yeah, one d twelve plus one. Where's the plus one coming from? Uh, I don't know. That's what I have written down for my damage is 1d12 plus one. I think it was ammo type. But it would be seven or if seven plus one, eight. Armor piercing three, if that matters. We're going to give you a 1d12. Okay. Seven plus armor piercing seven. three. Armor piercing three. Okay, that's good. So, so armor piercing three. Okay. Bam! You see, like, a splatter of red paint the white of these SUV that these agents arrived in. As he is hit and his shoulder hits the wall, he actually took half damage, and I think... I think... He has to roll a sanity check. There... Well, it's... I have a note that's, um, if someone... takes a single attack that does half your agent's current HP, they're stunned. Okay, so I think, boom, this guy hits the vehicle and is just stunned as he has taken a shot that ripped through his Kevlar vest right into his stomach. And when you're stunned, to be able to act on your turn, you have to do a con times five test. Okay, great. 
Dan, gunshots are firing. The last one was really loud. The last one was really loud. You hear a murmuring behind you from Frank McNeil's. No, 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 no. It's too soon, but it's far too late. But we are here and there. Yeah, I'm leaving this dick in that bush. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'll get you home soon, Frank. Where are you going? You're running? Yeah, I'm going to sprint up to the corner of the house and then move slow. However much movement I got. I think you get right to the corner there. Okay. Maya, you've been shot. What's happening? What? I didn't get shot. Shot at. Oh, yeah. Uh, Surprise! Yeah, I was like, um, that's not what happened, but okay. Um, I want to shoot back. I was aiming at the machine gun. You're aiming so you can take a 20% at the machine gun guy. Yeah. Machine gun guy is currently... He is currently stunned. I will probably give you an extra 20%. Okay, so I have a 60. Okay, roll to shoot. Nice. I believe in you. 23. Yeah, I told you I believed in you. That is a hit. Go ahead and give me a damage roll. Um, It's going to be 1d10. Yeah, if it's a pistol, it's 1d10. Five. Nice. Okay. Now, I am going to do a little bit of handler fuckery here. Uh, He does have a Kevlar vest, but I'm going to go ahead and minus that vest by three points because it got hit with the armor-piercing round. So, boom! You hit him again, sort of from the side as he's stunned, this time in, in the shoulder. And another red mist comes out as he slumps to the ground. Doesn't seem to be dead, but seems to be... In shock, borderline unconscious. Ronnie, it's your turn. I just got hit <laughs> by a bullet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're you shot. You're bleeding. Things are bad. Uh, I think that Ronnie is kind of slumped against the truck, hand covering the bullet, just kind of looking both ways, getting ready to dodge. <laughs> okay. It is the agent's turn. You, Ronnie and Maya, you are the closest ones to this. You hear a strangely, terrifyingly familiar noise. A loud frequency if you will, that comes from the car radio right before it sparks up. And all of the agents share a quick glance together. And they frantically begin to pile in their car and start it, leaving the injured one behind. The car turns over. Dr. Greenwood, it's your turn. Yeah, well, I'm going to shoot the driver. Okay. Dr. Greenwood may not be thinking very clearly right now. So the driver will have some cover from being in a vehicle, but go ahead and Uh, roll to shoot. I I am uh, prone. Does that add anything to my shooting? 
prone using a rifle? I don't... I don't think so. At least not in this scenario. Okay. Well, I do hit. Okay. I do hit. Uh, where is my shooting? Uh, 31 over 60. Okay, give me a D12. Uh, D12. Uh, five armor piercing three. Okay, so, boom, you hit, and this bullet sort of skids along the hood and cracks the windshield, and you see another, like, mist of blood. Um, and a little bit of smoke coming from the dash of the car. But the driver's still inside, and you can see him trying through the pain and injury to keep going. I'm going to rack it again, and I'm going to say, Ronnie, you keep pressure on that! Okay, Dan, it's your turn. Um, I assume I can... Shit, I probably can't clear the house and make a shot this turn, can I? Probably not. You'll probably have to move. Okay. And one thing, Dr. Greenwood, I will say, this is your last... Is this, uh, single action? Like, uh, lever action, rather? It's a lever action. It has ammo of ten. I used, uh, four of them in our previous fight. Okay, and then one here. Okay, so you're good. Yeah. Two here. So you're good. Okay. Dan, you're around the house. Get right out front. See Ronnie bleeding. Maya, what are you doing? Can the the injured guy, he can still shoot? Or... I think he has to take that constitution test. The one with the machine gun is effectively unconscious. Yeah. Oh, he's, okay. he's He's out. He's down and out. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, Latar. You dropped to two or fewer hit points. You are unconscious? Yes. Yeah, he's unconscious. I don't know. I'm, I'm just. I'm, I want to either shoot the driver too, or I want to shoot one of the wheels and just pop the tire. Okay. Uh, the wheels are probably an easier shot since it is stationary at this point. I would give you a plus twenty percent. Okay, maybe I'll go for. It. Maybe I'll slow them down or something. I don't know. Okay. So forty percent. Mm-hmm. Forty <laughs> percent. Okay, that's a hit. Really? <laughs> yeah. Roll one d eight. Different roll for this one. D ten was last time. Oh, one d ten. Sorry. Another five. Okay. You hit right between the rim and the tire, and unfortunately, not the quite the effect you were looking to obtain didn't immediately pop it however it is likely going to become flat and unusable very soon of use okay we'll see more inclined to like stop them i guess first and then i don't know i don't know i don't want to kill anyone (laughs) but it's gonna probably end up happening anyway ronnie it is your turn i so whenever we've heard that frequency there was an explosion, right? Whenever you've heard that frequency, something to do with... What's your intelligence? Probably not great. Um... Ten? Give me a... Give me a... Essentially a luck roll, I think, at this point. Thirty-eight. Every time you have heard that frequency, Frank's gem in his head has glowed. Sometimes minor things happen, like radios burst out, 
sometimes major things happen, like he blows up. I'm going to get in the truck and try to turn it on, assuming it's not on still. Okay. You turn it on, roll it over. Well, what's your mechanic skill? Pretty high, right? 40. 40. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say that, like, you try to turn it over, but your car is taking a couple bullets to an engine block, and you sort of keep trying, keep trying. Come on, come on, come on. You roll it over. Roll it over means it turned on, right? <laughs> turned it on. You turned it on, yeah. Um, I think that's what it means. I don't know. Brennan, you're the car guy. My, do I sound like an idiot? It goes from park to immediately on its hood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think of an engine turning over as like... It's, like, it's, roll, like, doing it? It's at least... Like, doing it? Yeah, we're car. doing I would, it. I would say maybe it sparks up. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I mean, it's probably like... Agent's turn. There it is. Out the passenger rear window. Agent sort of pulls his torso out and tosses a Maltov. And you hear it crash above you, Dr. Greenwood. And looking over your shoulder, he has almost perfectly placed this right in the hole in your ceiling. And there is now a fire of all that broken and splintered wood that is starting. And that's gonna be an issue. The other one who is not driving the passenger, minus 20% is going uh, out the car window, is going to fire at you while the driver is pulling away Agent Maya, because you are the closest. With a minus 20%, what would have been a critical success is a critical failure. Oh, shoot, his passenger in the head. <laughs> Not quite, but he pulls it. Gun jammed. Fuck! Gets back into the... Pulls his torso back in. The driver... Peels away, flips the car around, and the tire, its back tire, pops. He keeps going on that rim. And Ronnie, if you weren't bleeding and maybe dying, you'd probably be like, oh, that's probably going to really damage the car. But <laughs> just the sign of the desperation as the car is peeling out. When did they get it started? Less, less than. Hmm. Something strange is happening. Feel tingles on the back of your neck we have Agent Oakley shaken but unharmed Ronnie shot and wounded Dr. Greenwood barely conscious and about to be cornered by fire and Dan you're sitting here watching it all. Man, you are an alert motherfucker. And you know to trust these hairs on the back of your neck. As the brush behind you moves. And as you turn around, you see something that man was not meant to see. 
and we'll find out next time on the frequency. <laughs> well, fuck. Well, fuck. Well, Finally, shit. somebody got shot. I think that the frequency was at one point, it was like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Reroll Podcast. The world of Rel and all characters within are copyright and fictitious. Any similarities to persons living or dead or actual events are purely coincidental. Want to follow us on social media, listen to another episode, or send us hate mail? Check out our link tree for all of our info. You can find that link in the episode description. Big thanks to Tabletop Audio for producing quality RPG music and ambiance that we could use in our games. The reroll main theme and all character themes are copyright, as well as the Chronicles of Rel main theme. Please consider donating to our Patreon if you liked our content. We are hell-bent on making more, and with your support, we can make a lot more. New episodes every Monday at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. See you then.